Matthews got it. Rolls left. Looks, looks. Nowhere to go. Stafford fires. Enzo. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Oh, baby. What a throw by Stafford. And what a job by Marvin Jones to get both feet down. He looked for all the world like Stafford had nowhere to go. But he found the smallest of openings and turned it into a touchdown. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Motor City Misery Podcast, where we bring the brutal truth to your Michigan sports. Today, we're going to start off by talking about the Lions versus Bears matchup, and today, I'm joined again by Donovan Collins. Donovan, how are you doing today? Doing good. Mr. Gonzalez, how are you doing today? Doing well. Can't complain. Cannot complain. Victory <laughs> Victory Wednesday. Victory Wednesday. Let's get right into it. Don, what were your thoughts on the game? Obviously, we came out with a win. Um, Daryl Bevel, who had the interim head coach, his first victory as a head coach in the NFL. Uh, Give me some thoughts on the game from your perspective. Now, um, I, you know, I kind of have mixed feelings about this game because obviously, like, you know, where we're at and where we're rosters at, you know, we're just totally depleted on defense. And, you know, we have some young guys. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to having, like, a good pick for the draft next year, um, especially like defensively. I know a lot of people want quarterback and, but you know, I want to go defense, but I, I didn't really know, you know, how I feel coming to this game. Cause you know, I'd like to see that. I would, I really like to see like a different attitude for this team. And they did show that on Sunday and I'm happy for Daryl Bevel. I mean, he came in um, and just, he made an immediate impact, you know, even though they, they kind of, they escaped Chicago with a win in the you know, last couple minutes there, but a win's a win. And, um, you know, if Bevel wants a shot at this job, he has, you know, not a great schedule coming up. I think I was looking at um, some statistics today, and they said that the Lions had the hardest schedule, you know, rounding out the rest of the year. So, I mean, if he can pull out three wins, um, maybe he, he should get – he should get a realistic, like – look at being the next year's head coach um if I'm not mistaken but um yeah uh, Stafford came out played he, he had he had to do Stafford things again I mean from like the old days where he had to throw for 300 400 yards and um you know the defense played terrible no run no running game and he had to do that all over again and here we are you know we they competed they won somehow and uh Again, can't complain. I obviously wanted, wanted you know, from, from selfish reasons, I wanted to lose out and, you know, get a good pick. But honestly, when you think about it, Gavin, there it is. It's so it's going to be so tough to get a tough pick, like a good pick, because there's like a lot of bad teams this year. Well, that and it's it's hard to tank in this league. This is the NFL. It's it's the game. Of yeah, football. I mean we we have to remember we have to remember that the this team like these NFL teams, man, like they still think they have a shot every single time they go out. So this is what they do be, for a living, you know. Exactly. This is, like, this is why they wake exactly. up in the morning. Like, I just don't understand. Some I so I understand the narrative of losing out and getting a good pick because obviously you know you want your team to be better for the future. But like you, people just have to understand. Like that's that's not going to happen. But unless you're the New York Jets, I mean, there should be a, a like a FBI like investigation on what happened at the end of the game. Are you serious? They threw the whole they blitzed seven guys on a hail mary. Now that was definitely a tank move. You can't you can't like work your way around anything other than that. That was definitely for a tank. 
No, most definitely. I think that <laughs> I mean they even fired the guy right after, yeah, right after yeah. the game. <laughs> but um, no, but you're right. If you look at teams like the Jets, the, the Jags, the uh the Bengals, even Dallas, even the Chargers, I mean it's just it's hard to tank in this league. And I think you could tell that there's a different energy on this Lions roster with Daryl Bevel under the head coach. And I don't think they want to lose. I think they yeah. want to win, especially no, Daryl Bevel. He wants a coaching out. job. He mm-hmm. wants a coaching job, whether it's with this team, whether it's with another team. Yep. Um, he obviously has made a, a good start to his case with a victory over the Chicago Bears. Um, but I think that it's hard to tank in um, this league. So mm-hmm. I, I do agree with your statement, how people want quarterback, but you want defense. I I mean, I, I think we'll find out what direction we're going to go in after we hire a GM, which we'll talk about more later in the show. Um, but, yeah, let's get into some individual stats. Uh, Matthew Stafford threw for 402 yards, three tutties, and an interception. It's a great game. Adrian Peterson, 16 carries, 57 yards, two touchdowns. Marvin Jones with a great game, eight receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Um, even TJ Hawkinson and Quintez Cephas. He, he, Quintez scored his first ever touchdown. TJ had seven receptions for 84 yards. It was a good game all around from mm-hmm. our offense, from offensive standpoint. Um, what, what were your thoughts offensively? Offensively, they looked they looked good. I mean, I think uh, Bevel, being the head coach, probably gave a little bit more confidence to himself and gave, you know, probably gave more confidence to Matthew Stafford and. He just said, you know, go out there, let it fly, and that—that's exactly what he did. Um, I mean, he—he was throwing—he was throwing the ball around that game, and he a lot of people got to. I think eight different people touched the ball that game, and um, man, yeah, he—he looked—he looked good, and that Chicago Bears defense is pretty good, but that doesn't happen without, um, you know, our offensive line. Uh, Khalil Mack was just absolutely, like non-existent that game I didn't hear his name called once um may, maybe once or twice but like he they they shut him down they shut that Bears D-line down and they were able to get the job done on offense um they were three for three in the red zone um and that if you want to win games that's what you have to do right that's what you have to do you got to finish drives and that's exactly what they did and they took advantage of that turnover um and late in the second half, and you know what? I think that turnover was bound to happen because some of the plays the Bears were making down the stretch, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, like the like catching a ball near the ground, like a couple times, like you know, toe tapping and then like there was just a couple plays. I'm like, man, like that's just you know, there's really not much you can do about that. But you know, the Lions took advantage on offense and uh, they they walked out with a win. They kind of played like a Chiefs type game, or well, not you know relating them to the Chiefs in any type of way, but they just happened to score more points and played not as good defense. Even though the defense in the second half did step up, they only gave up one touchdown. And uh, Okora and Griffin ended up with, you know, two big sacks um, in the second half. And um, I think they just found a – they just rejuvenated. And, you know, Bevel – I guess Bevel was, uh, you know, talking about, like, keep playing your game. I, it, it all – you know, it all go back – it'll all go back to Bevel, I think just letting this team, you know, be free. And and I think that's why they they didn't, like, throw in the bag in the second half. They just kept pushing. Yeah, you could definitely tell. Um, I mean, we, we touched on this before. There's a different energy under this new head coach. 
and it, it showed. Yeah, you know, he has really nothing to lose. Of course, he wants a head coaching job, but he's taking over a roster that you know hasn't been good, um, a, a defense that, that isn't good, mm-hmm. a rushing game that isn't good. Um, so, what really does he have to lose? And it, and it showed they, they they came out with a victory. I would have liked to see a better defensive performance. I would have liked to see a better rushing performance. Sixty yards rushing. Um, Gave up 140 yards rushing to the worst-rated running team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just those little things that will be fixed over time. Hopefully by next year when we adri- hopefully we address some of this in the draft. Yeah, we we address, regardless of whoever we bring in, address address it in the draft and then address it in free agency and you know a different scheme because you know some of these players. You know, you know what I've noticed too is that these new like more of the New England players have not been playing well like. Deron Harm like Deron Harmon, you know, just missing out on tackles. Same thing with Jamie Collins. It's just, it's those type of players that we brought in and you know wanted to buy into Quinn and Patricia's system that ended up you know not playing the best. And from what I saw on Sunday's game, but you know, again, hopefully next year we'll address it. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do is right. So to recap, you know, I. I think that we played well. I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited for next week. Um, I think that Bevel is going to be a good head coach in this league. It seems like he's off to a good start with the win versus the Chicago Bears. Uh, offense played well. Defense played like and they crap. went And they went to Chicago, too. So, I mean, you can't – I mean, it's obviously like you know, the crowd's not there and everything. But, you know, going away to play a game is still still tough. I mean, you tra- you're traveling, you you know, different time zone, all, all that stuff. You're still going to a different field playing – you know, the same game. It all adds up. Yep. Yeah, it all adds up. I mean, next week's going to be very hard to win. Uh, Green Bay, they're a good team. Oh, Green Bay Green Bay's probably the best team in the NFC. Them are probably the Rams, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, and – but they do – but they do get – well, I'm hoping they do get back. Uh, Galladay and Swift – they should be getting – and maybe Trey Flowers. They should be getting some key guys back next week, though. So, who knows? But we, we just got to pay attention to the practice report. I know it come, it's going to come out soon, so. Yeah. So, moving on to our next topic, I kind of want to see where you're at um, in your stance to who you want to see as the new head coach um, and or general manager for next season. Um, so, I think – I think we talked about, you know, the Niner, Niners. Uh, I mean, you know, well, not on here, but we talked about the Niners, the D coordinator. And honestly, I'd be fine with that. You know what would be nice? I think him coming over and Bevel staying at the OC, I think would be the best um, case scenario for this team. And maybe – and I wouldn't mind Lewis Lewis Riddick, by the way, on Sunday was tweeting multiple times about how much he loves Matthew Stafford. I don't know if you saw that. Um, I did not see that, but that's interesting. Um, so that that's just something that I like. I I honestly would not mind Lewis Riddick in the GM spot because Robert Sala, be, uh, Robert Sala, the head coach. Yes, and Bevel staying at OC. I think I th- yeah I mean I think that's the best case scenario for this team because number one, um, Lewis Riddick has experience, both as a player and in you know in the front office, and number two, like we won't have, like, 
that perspective of, you know, these are my guys, like, and from Bob Quinn, like, no, like, if he's coming in and he's going to be the GM, like, he'll, he'll give you good insight. And I think, I think that that should be the way to go, to be completely honest with you. Now, I don't know, to be honest, like, all the GMs, like, that we could hire or, I mean, I, I just think that, Lewis Riggs different and he stands out to me as a guy who will, you know, bring a different view, but a good one to this team. And it, and what I mean and what I mean by different view, I mean a football view. Not this like um like Rod Wood, the president, like, oh, I'm not a football guy, like Bob Quinn, like I don't know what he had to do with football in the past, besides being in New England. Um I think he'll give that football, that player perspective. And I think that's what this organization needs. That is the best case scenario, in my opinion, as well. I think it I want to that, see that looks so good. I think and on I mean on paper it looks good. You got Riddick, um, you got Salah as your D coordinator and head coach and Bevel at OC and Salah lets Bevel run wild on offense and hopefully you go out <laughs> this offseason and I mean, if you, it all, but it all depends what direction the team is going. Like, I think with also Lewis Riddick, we'll get more of a direction with this team, just like just like uh, Troy Weaver and the Pistons. Like, are we going? Like, are we? What are you guys doing? Do you want to sell the like sell everybody, start over, or do you think we have a shot? I was originally for Eric B. Um I believe that's how you pronounce his last mm-hmm. name. Offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, but I, I I don't I wouldn't mind seeing either of them to be honest with you. I think Robert Sala is you know is a good fit, you know for even just the city of Detroit in general. He's he's from Dearborn. Yeah. Um, he has experience in this state. He loves the state. It seems like, um, and I, I'm sure it'd be just a good reunion and. I think even aside from that, he's a good coach, Donovan. Like he, he's he's gonna be a solid head coach in this league. Even Richard Sherman said hey, that, and yeah, I, I think that that's that's something that we. I think if we go that route, I think we'll be set up for I success. Think, um, and I'm a victim of saying that for Patricia too. I thought Patricia was the answer, so I really don't want to get my hopes up. Um, hell, I even bought a Matt Patricia um, pullover. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, I bought a I bought a Matt Patricia pullover when he first oh, got bought in. Yeah, it, I literally, literally. We overlooked, but you and, know what? Now that I look back on it, we overlooked that hire because the Patriots were giving up a lot of points at the end of Patricia's tenure there. And um, but that's, a, that's a topic for another day. But Salah has done, like, the difference between him and Patricia is that he, like, he is the D coordinator. Like, I, I can't, now I can't think of the Niners head coach, but I think he, like, Shanahan. Yeah, Shanahan has like has little to nothing to do with that defense than what Belichick did in New England. What did you think? I think Belichick yeah. had more yeah. of a hand over like what they're going to do defensively. Well, that's what scares me with the BN. Yeah, and I think and I and I'm thinking the same thing. And I was thinking the same thing. Like Andy Reid is a genius. He's a genius. Yeah, he's a madman, and that's. What, and they also have the best quarterback in exactly. the NFL, the best tight end exactly. in the NFL, and one of the best receivers in the NFL. So I, so. I kind of want to stay away from that because we we just went down that road. 
if you think about it, we just went down that road with Patricia. Did we not? You know what yeah, I mean? We did. So, Unfortunately. you know, and saw what he's done this year with, you know, all the injuries on his team too. Well, on, on defense. Um, man. Ooh, Don, I just got an update on my phone. Um, McShay Kuyper made case for Lions to draft quarterback Zach Wilson with ninth overall. Oh, man. I could I, I could dig that. I, I don't know that. how I feel about Zach Wilson. I feel like um I just don't know. I just I don't see it, man. And I could and obviously I could be completely wrong, but dude, I just I just don't see it with him. And be what? Dude, this is the thing. I it's just so hard to say with quarterbacks, dude. Like I a lot of people didn't think Justin Herbert was it either, but look at him. No, well, here's the thing about Herbert. Says that guy could, that guy was just slinging it in college. And if you put him in that same position, like in NFL, which Anthony Lynn kind of does, but he sucks at play calling. That, that guy has ruined that team. Um, I thought Justin Herbert was going to be decent, but I don't know about Jack. End the day, you know, going into the next season, I'd like to see Lewis Riddick GM. Salah head coach, and I'd like to keep Bevel at OC. And you can and you can put him as like the assistant head coach slash OC, whatever. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Let's transition into Michigan football. Another sad story. Um, yeah, season's over. You know, I saw see yeah, yep. Obviously, they will not be playing Ohio State this week. Frowny face. I was looking forward to that. Um, they would have got their ass. No, no longer a Michigan fan. Yeah, they would have gotten very, very beat down by that team. Um, thoughts? There's, there's a comments from Harbaugh. Um, maybe staying if he takes a yeah. cut. Um, I think that for the university, they don't want to let Harbaugh no, they go. Do not. Just because of the, just because of what he brings yep. to the table, aside from coaching. Let, let, let's be real. He's not a terrible head coach. I don't coach, think he is okay? a terrible head coach. He's not. This season, this season, I think his, uh, this season's weird yeah. in college football. Um, He's not a terrible head coach, but based on his recruiting, I don't think he's recruited well. Um, Just from, like, the QB play he's been having. Like, Joe, like Joe oh, yeah, Milton no guys was, like, that was not it. I think this team would have been a lot better with McCaffrey back. Um, back there, but uh, that's a different story. Yeah, he's he's not a bad head coach. Okay, his recruiting's been a little eh based on this year, but again, this year is a whole different story of football that we'll never ever see probably ever again if you know things change next year. Um, hopefully not. But talking about Michigan, I mean Michigan and bringing Harbaugh back. The AD did come on and say something yesterday about um that how they haven't talked about anything either and I think that hurts Michigan like the AD and Harbaugh you know discussing new contract and I think that hurts Michigan because who wants to come like if if you're so you're getting recruited right Gavin and you have no idea Mm -hmm. if Harbaugh's coming back or not you're gonna get recruited by Harbaugh like what would you think like, do you like? I don't know if I want to go play for them if he's not going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, it's not set in stone. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. I think if you're getting recruited by Jim Harbaugh and he decides, or maybe not even he, but, you know, the the university decides to let him go, now what? Are you going to do committed? Exactly. They should have said something along the lines, like the AD should have said something along the lines, like, yeah, we're in discovery. We're, we're like, we're looking to bring him back. Like, he should have at least said that. So people have something, you know, to work off of. But, I mean, you're just kind of shooting yourself. He, he kind of shot himself in the foot with that. And, um, you know, hopefully it doesn't come back to bite them in the ass um, because, you know, they need they need they need everything they can get right now recruiting wise because they have not done you know the greatest job recruiting based on this year alone. And they probably won't get many more people if Harbaugh is on this, you know, if they won't, they make a deal. Yeah, I mean it's just so he just brings so much value. He does, to the and we've talked about it. We've talked about it. We've talked about it a number of times. You know, Jordan, the Jordan brand. You know, the T-shirts, the sweatshirts, the that uh the old like the Michigan logo that he wears on his hat, like that uh like, like that different one he wears. He had, yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He just brings in a ton of revenue, but. I don't. I think, I think he'll. I think he'll end up staying at the end of the day. I think they signed him to a sh- a shorter extension. Um, because just based on the last couple of years and what he's done, I don't think he deserves no longer than maybe three years. So I think he signs like a three year deal. And um, so if he does, if he does pick it up, they can say okay we're extending you but if not you know they don't have much on the deal only like two seasons left so you know pack your bags we're gonna look for somebody else yeah yep well uh with that being said let's transition into michigan state football coming off a 52 to 12 loss to the ohio state Buckeyes, number four in the nation um expected but um i thought we'd put up a bigger fight uh, after our win versus Northwestern, I don't know. It, it's something that you can't compare. We've about the this Northwestern and, and Ohio State are just on two different tiers. You, you, no, and I didn't expect to win. I just expected it to be a little bit more of a closer game. But you know, when you're when that's you're just off, Michigan State. When your offense sucks, you can't do. I yeah. mean, and you're playing probably a top five defense in all of college football. I mean. You didn't score a point in the first half. It's that's just not how it. You can't win a yep. game doing that. I mean, twenty-eight nothing, end of the first half. That's enough. I don't know. We've talked about this before, Don. We talked about this before, where you can't expect much out of Mel Tucker and this team this year. Um, they have two huge wins, and the Michigan win isn't looking pretty big right now, but it was huge at the time, and that's all that matters. You know, it's. It's one of those things where you have to give this program time to develop. You have to give this program time. You have to give you got to give Mel Tucker time to implement his system. I've I've seen a lot of lot of they, stuff. They have the right values. I think about, they have the right scheme on defense. Um, well, even aside from that, even just recruiting. Yes. Like, I I know this guy's going to be a good head coach for this team because I've seen like I read something yesterday how they have like a grading system for these recruits. If they fit their grading system, if they hit the number, then they'll recruit them. If they're the best. And the grading system is revolved around what this team is trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And I even saw something else where he was like, 
I want to recruit guys that will help us beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Like that's the obviously that's going to be the best team in the Big Ten for a long time here. And if you want to if you want to win the Big Ten, you got to beat Ohio State. Yeah. And Mel Tucker wants to win the Big Ten, so I I like where this where this team's heading. Um, the quarter the answer at quarterback still kind of eh to me. I don't know. I, I mean, it's Michigan State. You're not going to get a big name quarterback, so you need to develop. They just need someone that they, uh, they just Thorne need. Is looking not too shabby. They need a consistent guy. That's they listen. They don't need. A, I'll tell you what though. Rocky Lombardi's not the answer. Rocky Lombardi's not the answer. And he he's had some moments of glory, but I I, I like Peyton Thorne a lot, dude. I give do. we'll give Peyton Thorne time to grow, but I never I never said Rocky was the answer. I again that that Michigan game, anybody can throw that sideline fade route. I mean, that's just that's just how bad Michigan was playing that game. Rocky's not the answer. And I think both teams, Michigan Michigan State, are struggling because of their quarterbacks right now. Um, they just got nobody consistent yet. But And that's the big reason why Harbaugh has failed is because um, of that not con- consistent QB. And that's why Michigan State can't do anything on offense because they have no consistent QB. But one, but Michigan State, Mel Tucker, again, next season I think is going to be a very good season for them just because although it's going to be a longer season, number one. Number two, it's going to be a year of one year after, okay, this is what we're looking for on defense. Um, same thing with offense. Like, this is what you're probably going to see. Like, what happens when they run this route? Like, just all the little things are going to start coming together more and more and more, and people are going to buy in, and you get the new recruits in. And that Michigan State football team, I think, has expectations in the next couple of years to be very, very good. And I think um, everyone that's a Michigan State fan is going to be very excited of what this team brings. Obviously, Michigan State football is not doing too hot, but let's uh, talk about a Michigan State team that is doing pretty well. Number four in the nation, the Michigan State Spartans men's basketball team. Um, Obviously, their game today got postponed, which I'm pretty upset about. Um, But overall, looking pretty good. Joey Hauser is looking like a stud. Um, Rocket Watts looking like a stud. Um, What are your thoughts on the team? You know what? They don't have a standout player but they have a ton of good players and they got, and yeah, they just got players that have been in the system a while. You got Bingham lawyer, Kithier. You got a couple of these guys have been in there for a while. Langford, um, you know, second year on rocket Watts. And I, some of the, you know, the second year guys are good too. Like Marvel, they just, they gel so good together. And it's showing right away. And it doesn't matter who you have in that point guard with Foster or, or Watts because with Foster, you're going to get that three-point threat. And um, you're going to get that guy that's going to run the offense, move the ball around. And when you put both of them in the game at the same time too, you have a threat. You have a mix of Rocket, you know, I, you know, giving himself isolation a little bit when he gets a chance, driving, kicking out. And it like this team right now is looking like there's something special here. And although although you know we're first couple games in, and that Duke 
Duke game was a good win, even though Duke's probably not as good as this year. Um, based on who they didn't they just lose to someone else last night? Yeah, Illinois, uh, Illinois I believe. Um, but at the end of the day, this this team and where they are going to finish this season is going to be heavily, heavily, heavily leaned on how they play in the Big Ten. And this year, the Big Ten is, is no joke. It's probably, probably the best conference, again, in, I think, in basketball. Um, and it's going to come down to some of those gritty games, you know, against Illinois, against Ohio State, against Michigan. Um, and I honestly, I, those games are going to be so fun to watch. And that's that's where that's where they're gonna make or break the season. That's where they're gonna be able to put themselves on a pedestal um, to see where they're at. And if they can, and if they can somehow, you know, escape with some wins, and uh, like in, at Illinois, you know, at Ohio State, at Michigan, and and continue to play like this. I mean, the sky. I mean, they're they're the sky is you know wide open for them to just break through and keep surging up from wherever they're at right now. Cause this team is looking very good and every Spartan fan should be excited about it. Michigan basketball is also undefeated four and zero, but they don't really have a big win. No, they do not. Um, they- wins coming against Bowling Green, Oakland, Ball State, UCF. They played Toledo mm-hmm. today at six o'clock. Penn State, it's Sunday, and Penn State just beat the number 15 team in the nation, Virginia Tech Hokies, mm-hmm. by 20 points uh, last night. So I, I don't see this Michigan, team. Michigan is not a not going to be a powerhouse like Michigan State, but they're going to be good. And I think they're going to be a little bit dangerous at times because of the big – I'm not, I can't believe I'm forgetting names, but whoever who, – who's in the – who's like the big seven-foot kid for Michigan – I, I know who you're talking about. I, it's also I I'm about to look up the roster right now, but he's in it. He's a problem, and um, if they well after after t- today's game, all they have is Big Ten opponents mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. So you know it's it's going to be it's a good yep. conference, like you said. So it's going to be interesting to see how they perform. It's also going to be interesting for Michigan State to see how they perform. So it's it's going to be very it's, exciting. He, to well, watch. it's going to be good. He's basketball. a problem. Oh yeah, Hunter Dickinson. That's him. Um, and here's the thing too about Michigan. I don't think they've hit their peak because Isaiah Livers has not been scoring much, and usually he he's their guy. And once he gets going and he becomes more of a threat and more eyes are on him, it could. I mean, they they could be end up, end up being very dangerous um, when it comes to you know March Madness, Big Ten tournament. I, I, Michigan's a team I w- I'd, w- I'd want to stay away from just because they can be – I think they can be a wild card. Yeah, we played them on the 6th on February God, 6th. That's so, so long. That's so long away. Game. I know. I know. Another basketball team I want to talk about, Don, is the Pistons. Um, I'm sure you've seen – uh, with the comments Dwayne Casey has, has made about his players, saying Blake looks like the old Blake, saying Killian Hayes will be the starter, saying he's looking good in practice, he's blocking shots in practice. 
it's looking promising for this team. This team needed something like this, and I'm I'm really excited to watch Piston basketball soon. Um, the more I think about it, God, I'm like a, I'm like buying into like the hype. You know, this team, this team is going to be fun to watch. Not because one, they're young, but two, if you kind of if you look at the roster, they're just they're interesting, aren't they? Derek Rose. It is Derek Rose, Jeremy Grant, um, Killian Hayes, Mason Plum, yeah, like uh, Josh Jackson. I mean, you 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 have some yeah. interesting guys on this team, and I and and I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. Like there there can be a chance for this team. I'm not saying, but they could be an OKC team. Um, our friend Mr. Nick Smoney said that first, and I. Now I thought about it a little bit, like they they could they could have a chance, like if you're hoping for the playoffs, like they could be that team. But I just I don't know if I expect them to be that team. Um well, yeah. you can't expect that, no. And but but don't yeah, be surprised that, if it happens. Exactly. They they I mean Jeremy Grant is very good. He was just on a star studded Nuggets team. Um he was he played good down the stretch and the at the end of the year before uh, the coronavirus hit. And I think he was just – I think he's looking to break out. And hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll see what he can do here. He's got three years here. Um, we'll see what he can do. I mean, if, if you're looking for this Pistons team to succeed, um, again, you have Jeremy Grant looking to break out. You have Josh Jackson looking to rejuvenate his career back here at home. Blake Griffin coming back from an injury from what I, what we've heard from Dwayne Casey looks to be very promising. Uh, same thing with Killian Hayes. Uh, Sekou second year. Let's see what he can do. And so, yeah, there's just there's just a lot of interesting parts to this team. And this, this is probably the most excited I've been for a Detroit team in a while with all this young, different talent. It's going to be weird. Just seeing all these players in a Pistons uniform, but it's going to be exciting. It's a new, it's going to be very, very exciting. New, new decade for this team. New GM. It's it's going to be fun, and I think um, Pistons fans should be happy for you know this franchise because, gosh, this last like a little over decade has been nothing but. Um, like basketball purgatory for them. And just to see them have a chance to like break out of that, because they, they were always stuck in at like eight, nine, tenth seed for the last 10 years. And to see them end up maybe in a different spot will be, you know, exciting. Like even, even, I mean, even if it's worse or better. Um, And then just having guys that you can be excited about, like, you, you watch other teams like on primetime and you see like on TNT and you got like, you know, Heat versus uh, like Pelicans. You got Zion and Tyler Hero out there. And it's just like, dude, I wish I can experience that. And I think this year we can. There's no doubt that we can. It's just a matter of, you know, yeah. not getting your hopes up and, uh, being let down. I mean, we always do with Detroit sports. I'm so. not going to get my hopes up about this team. I'm going to cheer them on. I mean, I, I want them 
to go out and, you know, play their best and learn and experience, like gain experience with each other. And I'm, I'm not sure Derek Rose will be here by the end of the year or um, maybe a couple other players by the end of their tenure here. But it's just exciting to see a, a new and I think we've ended an era with um, getting rid of Andre Drummond back in, you know, February. And, you know, I the stars are looking bright for this team and it's going to, it's going to take a while. It's not going to happen overnight, but we'll see, man. Um, hopefully this team, this Pistons team can bring some, some joy to this city for once in a long time. Well, we can only hope so. We can only hope so, Don. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, If you've made it this far, we appreciate you tuning in as always. And stay tuned for next Wednesday's episode of the Motor City Mystery.